You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got my guest host today, Graham Williams. Thanks for coming in. Always glad to be here. On this chilly morning. Lots to talk about in today's program. Later on, we'll be going open line as well. So if you've got any tech questions, get your little dialing fingers ready. Uh, we'll be your on-air tech support. Or if you need uh, any advice on gear to get, buying advice, we can help you with that uh, as well. We'll be talking a little bit about uh, Bitcoin. Hit a new high again. How high can it go? How high can it? It's, it's uh, apparently to the moon. That's what I'm hearing. Well, we'll uh, talk about that. Uh, Microsoft and uh, the Xbox, uh, or Microsoft, sorry, finding a way to maybe save the headphone jack. Yeah. It's a, it's a tight squeeze, but I think they found a way. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you go there? I did. And uh, big news this uh, week, uh, iPhone ten. It's here. It's here, and it's but beautiful. It's beautiful, and you're not going to be able to get one. <laughs> it's gone. It's yeah. sold out. Well, they're saying, what, four to six weeks for shipping right now if you buy yes. one online? Yes. Yeah, which is, I mean, we've come to kind of expect that. The first month of an iPhone launch is usually a serious rush, as everyone out who's sort of, you know, I'm waiting for the TikTok rhythm, and this is now the TikTok talk rhythm. Yes. This is sort of the, 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 the new new. So, I mean, people are excited, and these were, there were you know where there were uh, 300 of them that were stolen in Los Angeles? 300? Yeah, they're absolutely useless, right, because you can't activate them at this point. No, because they'll be put on the blacklist. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're buying a, an iPhone 10 off Craigslist or off eBay, maybe uh, maybe check that IMEI before you actually activate Expl- it. Explain to the listeners what that means. So, essentially, um, when phones are blacklisted, they're put onto a blacklist, both yep. through Apple and through uh, federal governments around the world, where the sort of identifying serial number that you need to make them work... Which is unique to each phone. It's unique to each phone. Uh, it is recorded, and you can actually check that. So, you can punch that, that number in and see, has this phone been reported as stolen? Apple will not activate a phone that has been uh, recorded as stolen. So all of these 300 phones, despite the fact that it is, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff, they're absolutely useless. They're, I mean, they'll be useful as parts, I suppose, but they will never see le- the light of day as actual phones. So it doesn't matter what country they take those to? No. No, Nigeria. No. Well, it's, it's, it's got to go back through Apple's central server. What about Bulgaria? Bulgaria actually has some of the best cell phone protections on the market. Really? No. No, okay. <laughs> We're making fun of a friend, <laughs> and why not? Uh, people are confused. iPhone X, iPhone 10. It is the iPhone 10. iPhone 10, OS 10. Apple loves to throw that Roman numeral at people. Yes. So it, it is the iPhone 10. Um, the iPhone X is when you switch over to Android. Bam, boom, bam. Uh, so why why would you want an iPhone 10? Uh, this thing is killer expensive. Thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. If you buy it outright. That's a 64 gigabyte. The, yes. Uh, the 256 gigabyte, which I think is the bare minimum that any civilized human being would ask for, is $1,500 Canadian. $1,500. Yes. For a smartphone. Yeah. I've, I've purchased cars that were less expensive. Yes. But you're going to get one. <laughs> I'm Yes, I'm going to get one. I, <laughs> ah, see, I, I, like five minutes ago, it was no, but you Damn didn't. you, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I've had a chance to look at it. Have you had... I did, yeah. I went by the Apple store, yeah. and they asked me to leave after a little while. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's, uh, it's gorgeous. Stop licking the phone, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, that OLED screen. The screen is amazing. So the, the new iPhone, it's all screen. And we've seen that on a few Android phones now. Uh, Apple has jumped into that game. It is beautiful, though. Yes. Yeah. And it's giant. So I have an 8 Plus, which is a giant screen. It's, the phone is huge. Yeah. Uh, the iPhone ten bigger screen compact size smaller, it's like the phone yeah. yeah it's like the the size of the regular eight which i'm really looking forward to i've got average size man hands yes you know, i don't have massive man mitts um yeah. and so the iphone 7 plus which is what i have 
reaching over from left to right or right to left with your thumb is a challenge. They, they brought in that you know new side keyboard that you can access, which that, I've been doing. <laughs> it's, it's super handy. Yeah, because right? my thumb, I've got thumb strain. Yeah, yeah, and so it's, yeah, uh, the I struggle mean, is real. The the other thing with the iPhone 10 that people weren't quite sure about was would we have reachability? So this is on your phone. You have to activate it on older older uh, seven plus and eight plus devices. Um, I say older eight plus devices. It's a month old, but you would uh, double tap the home button and it would bring the uh, the screen halfway down so you could touch the stuff at the top with your thumb. That gesture is actually still in the iPhone 10. It's just it's it's a swipe up from the bottom yes. that does it. So it's a uh, it's kind of a it's good that they've got that because I do like that feature. Apple's uh, projecting big sales yes. uh, this holiday season, and they could potentially be the first trillion dollar company. Think about that. They were twenty dollars per share away from being in the trillion dollar company uh, about an hour ago. Wow. So, yeah. And that's so amazing for this company because if you remember back into the 90s, they were almost about to be snuffed out. Yeah. I mean, 1997, uh, Steve Jobs, when he came back on board, went to Bill Gates famously and said, I need you to recommit to the Apple platform. Yes. I need a symbolic investment of $150 million. And Bill Gates went, you know what? Competition's good. Also, we're getting our butt sued off for being a monopoly. Yes. Let's let's bring these guys but back. Do you remember when uh, Steve Jobs announced that? Yes. Uh, I forget where he was speaking. Yeah. Everyone was booing <laughs> in the audience. But, you know, you have to give it to Steve and Bill. Yep. They saved Apple. Props to, props to Bill on that one. I mean, the big... But did you... Did, okay, back then... Yes. I think we all knew the magic of Steve Jobs. Could you, um, could you predict back then that he would turn it around so well that it would become eventually a trillion-dollar company. I, I had no idea. I don't think anyone had any idea. Yeah. I think even Steve Jobs didn't have any idea. You know, I mean, Michael Dell at the time said, what would you do if you owned Apple right now? And he famously said, I would shut it down and give the money back to the shareholders. Um, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. Where's Dell now? Uh, I, I They're doing he, okay. He, I think he's counting his money. Um, counting his money, still, yes. But uh, I definitely didn't invest in Apple at the right time. Uh, let's talk about uh, the headphone jack. Yeah. Uh, so this is a big controversy with a lot of people now. More and more phones uh, are ditching the headphone jack. Yes, and it's got nerds in a froth all over the world. This is it's it's literally like you're sucking the oxygen from their lungs. They're like, no, my headphone jack. Out of all of the things in my phone, right, the touchscreen, the digitizer, the memory, the processor, the headphone jack is apparently the most important feature to some people out there. I think so. So uh, Apple ditched yep. it famously with yep. the seven. And to use a headphone on it, uh, you either have to get headphones that have a lightning connector, the proprietary Apple connector, or it came with a little adapter that you could plug yes. in and yeah. plug in your old headphones. Yeah. Uh, Google Pixel 2 ditched it. I believe Motorola has ditched it on Samsung's some of their phones. Samsung's launched it. It's gone. Yeah. So, so Microsoft. Yes. They're going to save it? Well, they're gonna, they, they've come up with a technology now where they can put a 3.5 millimeter jack into a space that takes up less than 3.5 millimeters. So basically, How's that? it kind of bumps out around it. So the actual device is thin, but it's actually got the space to physically contain the jack for just that section of the device. And so they've got a patent for this that will do that. And my thought here is this might not actually be the most useful thing for phones, because I think a lot of people actually are converting over to the, the idea of, I, I, I don't, don't need wires connecting me to my phone I, anymore. I have wireless. Yeah. I mean, personally, That's I've it. got AirPods. I've got a pair of uh, Beoplay H8s. Yeah. Like, these are, these are great headphones. Uh, but when you take a look at something like the MacBook Pro or, you know, some of the higher-end Asus uh, laptops, Acer laptops, um, they're getting thinner and thinner and thinner. 
So we're going to get to a point where even on the taper on the MacBook Air, you're starting to get to a point where the, the headphone jack doesn't fit anymore. So could this be a way to keep the headphone jack on computer pieces that are getting thinner while still making sure that our, uh, our phones are wire-free? You're listening to Get Connected right now. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. I've got Graham Williams in with me this morning. We will be going open line later on in the program, so get ready for that with your questions. Uh, when we come back from the break, we'll be talking about apps and how they're designing them to be addictive. And they are predicting some teens now spend so much time on their smartphones and apps, it amounts to about 10 years of their life sitting looking at a smartphone screen. We'll give you some tips on how to uh, minimize some of that. Back after this. You're back with your favorite tech show, Get Connected. Or my mom's favorite tech show, anyway. Mike Agarbo here, Graham Williams, uh, my guest co-host today. In a little bit here, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. And, of course, we have App of the Week at the end of the program with Christina Stoyanova. Uh, before we get to the uh, app addiction, uh, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, currently, right now, it was just over $9,000 Canadian. I don't understand. I think, <laughs> you know, I probably speak for a lot of listeners out there. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay, so uh, Bitcoin's actually gone through some really interesting stuff recently. And the reason for this most recent rise is because of something called a fork, right? So basically, the blockchain's a thing, and somebody's come along and said, I've got a better idea, idea for the blockchain, which when you have a software pro- project like this, you can fork it, basically replicate it and do something different. And so the idea here is that if you've got Bitcoin, if this fork goes through and it's successful, you will have literally twice as much Bitcoin. You'll have one of original Bitcoin, which is, you know, tried, tested, and true. And then you've got this new one, possibly, that may also be tried, tested, and true. It's kind of interesting. So it's not like a stock splitting, where if it's $200 a share, it's 100 and That's 100. Right. It's, yeah. you get 200 and 200? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Am I, okay. <laughs> That's one um, of the reasons. Am right I now. crazy or does this sound too good to be true? And is the bubble going to burst? Well, I mean, Bitcoin has had a few of these like run ups and then fade backs and run ups and fade backs. But the net growth over the course of the last you know three or four years has been incredibly positive. So while there are times where it does kind of, you know, there's like a little mini bubble that pops, it seems to continue to grow and people are using it. Businesses are using it. Um, it's got to the point now where we see major banks, you'll see somebody come out and they'll, they'll have something nasty to say about Bitcoin. And then if you take a look at the Bitcoin transaction process, it looks very much like someone like that bank may have just gone and bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin as they drove the price down. So there's a lot of interesting things that are going on here. I mean, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. That's as many as there can ever be. So oh, okay. That's, that's, there's a finite number of them. which And is, how many are out there? Uh, right now, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Off the top of my head, I don't know. But... Um, but essentially, Bitcoin miners are continuing to mine the blockchain to find the remainder of these. Yes. And Bitcoin can be divided as many times as you want. So essentially, instead of printing more money, you've got as much money as you want. But as this kind of goes through, it's, it's you know, forced deflation, right? It basically forces this Bitcoin to increase in value, but maintain, uh, you know, it's buying, buying power across the board. So there are a lot of people looking at this going right now saying, well, you know, if I buy Canadian dollars, if I buy American dollars, it can be, you know, volatile looking at political instability. Um, I'm subject to banks fees. Uh, you know, I can be told by governments where and when I can't p- use my money. So they look at Bitcoin and they say this is basically this decentralized currency that nobody controls directly. Uh, that gives me the ability to buy things wherever and whenever I want. It's kind of a it's a revolutionary future thing that has turned out to know, but there's no regulation. There's no governments involved. It, it just 
I don't understand. <laughs> I not, do and I don't. Like, how is this a thing now? A Bitcoin is worth how much? Nine thousand. Nine thousand Canadian dollars. I, I, I basically I invested about thirteen hundred bucks into a Bitcoin mining rig four years ago. Yes. Um, I, so explain this to listeners because basically it's it's uh, you you create a computer or a device that solves the math problem that's in the Bitcoin blockchain and so you, you get a pro you get a computer a powerful one. Yes. And you download a program? You download a program, yeah. and it's, it's basically solving the problem inside the Bitcoin blockchain, which does a couple of things. One, you're looking for Bitcoins, but two, you're also part of the node that's, that's processing Bitcoin transactions. So basically, if you think of yourself it's like as... like a peer-to-peer thing? Almost like a yeah, part yeah. of the banking network. You yeah. become part of that. Um, and for the work that you do, you, know, you get closer to mining uh, a bit of Bitcoin for yourself. Um, it was very easy to do with cheap video cards. Uh, a couple of years ago, we've just had a run where a lot of AMD video cards were very powerful uh, to to do this. And so people, the price of video cards shot up as people were building these Bitcoin mining rigs. Um, and so I mined about two Bitcoin, which really? has gone from being worth about $600 about a year ago to it's just over 20,000 bucks. Can yeah. someone steal your Bitcoin? I've actually got a hardware encrypted wallet. So uh, <laughs> you are like the biggest geek. <laughs> I, I know. I love Blade Runner. So this is this is totally my jam. Okay. So well, for your sake, I hope it keeps going up. Are you going to sell? Uh, no, I think I'm going to hold for now. Really? Yeah, I Why? might. Uh, I might take a little bit and treat myself. But yeah. uh, if you look at it this way, think, where is this wallet? You <laughs> <laughs> my safe deposit box in the bank. Ironically enough, yeah. Um, but uh, I, somebody bought you know a pizza for two hundred Bitcoin back in the day. It's worth you know millions and millions of dollars now. That was the most expensive set of pizzas that were ever purchased. But it was really the proof of concept to get people to buy into the idea that Bitcoin could do it. So for the Bitcoin community, the person who, who made that purchase, they really, they, they, they laid the groundwork. So their, their purchase is appreciated to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. Let's switch gears, talk about app addiction. Uh, great story, uh, CBC Marketplace, uh, about how app designers uh, are designing their apps to be as addictive as possible. Yeah. And this is actually no surprise to me because in 2004, there was an app maker out there that made an app that basically ate the latter half of my 20s. Yes. World of Warcraft. War, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the same concepts that are into, uh, that were developed, uh, you know, by groups like Activision to make World of Warcraft so rewarding. Yes. You know, these, gamification. These gamification. Basically yeah. taking game elements and adding them to things that aren't necessarily games. Things like adding points to things. So when you, you know, check in on Yelp, you get a little badge or you get a number of points through, as you level up to the next level. And then you get a celebration that you can share on Facebook. Um, you know, when you have your friend anniversary on Facebook... They give you this wonderful little video. You can celebrate it. That's gamification. You've leveled up on your friendship. So a lot of app makers out there are using these techniques right now. Snapchat, Mm -hmm. a prime example. Uh, If you're over the age of uh, 25, you probably have no idea what it is. It's a messaging program that uh, a lot of the young folks uh, are using. uh, And it's really come a long way. It, It first started out to be popular because you could send pictures and messages and the receiver uh, could only look at it for 10 seconds, and then yes. it would d- disappear. And it would notify you if they took a screenshot of it. So you'd be, yes. you know, if, if you sent something that was of a more sensitive nature, and it did get screenshot, you'd, you'd know right away. And, you know, I think kids like that because then there's no evidence. No, no evidence, parents, no, no parents accountability. Parents check it out, yeah. Yes. No yeah. accountability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they've really added so many features, uh, Snapchat stories, you can create little stories of your day. And, uh, you know, if you read that article, I mean, some of these uh, teens uh, are spending like 30 times an hour looking at their Snapchat. Snapchat. 
Yeah, and they're, and they're spending, you know, it's 30 times an hour, and then they're spending hours and hours per day, yeah. which actually, again, seems very familiar. Four or five hours a day on social media. Yeah, it's, it seems very familiar for those of us who have gone through the process, like World of Warcraft or Call of Duty, where yes. you have been in there, and your drive is to level up. Why? Well, because it's there, right? You don't get anything when you are the highest level uh, World of Warcraft warrior. Um, you know, your guild could be guild first in the world to uh, de- to defeat something, but there's no money, there's no prizes at the end. It's really this uh, this chemical response that you're getting from the game that's making and, you feel and good. And that's what it is. You're kind of hacking your brain a little bit. So what are some tips for folks out there to get unaddicted, especially, you know, for the teens? Well, I think it's just like any other addiction that you kind of, you do need to treat this as an addiction as opposed to just something that is casual. If you notice that you are spending a great deal of time on this, treat it the same way that you would an addiction, which is in some cases, you're going to need to distance yourself from this completely. It is an addiction. So here, here are a few tips. Uh, and again, this is a, a great uh, article from CBC Marketplace. Uh, they say, uh, keep phones out of the bedroom. When you go to bed at night, keep it out yep. or lock it up in a drawer. Yeah. And, you know, especially for uh, younger people. Yes. Because they'll be on it all night. It's, and it's, I have teens. I have teens. I'm, That's what they're doing. Yeah. I'm the worst parent. You, you, see, you see the glow. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've made my kids addicted to smartphones. <laughs> uh, enjoy tech-free family time, including dinner without devices. We try to do that. I'm getting it's, better at this. I, yeah. I've, I've started actually putting my phone in my pocket, and it's an iPhone 7 Plus, so it's too big to get out of my pocket during dinner, so that helps. Parents should lead by example. Not me, because I'm horrible at this. Uh, turn off notifications so that the phone's not constantly uh, pinging you, and uh, limit the use of apps that have no creative or educational value. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with my good friend and guest co-host, Graham Williams. We have uh, App of the Week coming up shortly uh, with Christina Stoyanova, who is uh, also one of the hosts of uh, the App Show, our sister show that uh, airs every Sunday here on CKNW, 10 a.m., kind of the same time frame as uh, now. You have to listen to it. It is awesome. We talk about all the latest and greatest uh, apps that are out there for smartphones, smart TVs, uh, and uh, computers uh, as well. So uh, if you've got a smartphone, and most people do, uh, it's the show for you. Again, here on CKNW, Sundays at 10 a.m., the app show. We're uh, open line, taking tech calls, 604-280-9898. We're going to hit uh, Ben here first. Hey, Ben. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I um, um, want to buy a new phone, but uh, I look at the LG V30. Yes. Uh, what do you think about that one? Uh, beautiful phone. Yeah, uh, great for movies. Yes. Uh, we've had a chance to try it out uh, in our... Uh, Office. Uh, I think we've done a segment on it uh, as well. Your thoughts, Graham? It's got a gorgeous OLED screen. Yeah, and, um, beautiful screen. Yeah, they've done some really, nice really and great bright. work with that. The other thing that I like is, I mean, I like to shoot video with my phone. They've actually put some really great professional level color grading into this phone. So you can get this some sort of, nice color effects. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, like while you're shooting, you don't have to go back to editing software. You can actually shoot with this, um, with this color grade and make it look nice right the moment you shoot it. So it's ready to share right away. Um, you know, uh, LG has done a great job of making the phone nice and fast. It feels good. Um, their version of Android is quite nice. So if you're in the Android ecosystem, the V30 is actually a phone that I would consider personally. Uh, yeah. W- what other phones? Uh, obviously, uh, Android, there's a million of them. Yes. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy phones are fantastic as they well. Did, they did a really great job this time around. I mean, yeah. their hardware design is good. Um, they they look good. Um, you know, personally, myself, if I had to choose one, I'm a really big fan of the Pixel because I do like that sort of raw, naked Android experience. The Google Pixel. Beautiful yes. phone. And they have the Google Pixel 2 now. Yeah. 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 That is a great phone as well. Yeah. I'm uh, going to jump here to Michael. Hey, Michael. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. I've got a question about the Bitcoin's... Uh 
you've got so many different other cryptocurrencies, Ether, Monero, Ripple, Dash. Are they part, take a part of that uh, $21 million Bitcoin pie, or do they each have their own limits to coins? I'm thinking of Bitcoin like it's like the U.S. dollar and Ether is uh, uh, German, uh, English pound or Monero is a Canadian uh, Canadian dollar. They all have their currency. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that's not a bad way to look at it. It's not a twenty one million dollar pool or million dollar pool. It's a twenty one million Bitcoin limit. So there's only twenty one million Bitcoins in the blockchain. These other altcoins, so Ethereum, Monero, they have their own blockchains. And so essentially it's almost like again, it's like diversi- diversifying your, your currency portfolio. Um so know, they're they have their own limits. Yes, they do. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're their own transaction processes. I mean, one of the bigger ones right now is Ethereum. Um, a lot of people who are taking Bitcoin are starting to take Ethereum as well. Yeah. And that does obviously give you a little bit of resilience against market movement uh, on both of those coins. So not a bad idea. Do you have any other cryptocurrencies? I've got a little bit of Ethereum. Um, because of, course it, you, of course you do. <laughs> it, was, it was easy to mine Ethereum yeah. um, there for a while. And it was resistant to something called ASICs, which are computers that are designed specifically to mine Bitcoin very fast. They don't do anything else. Okay. So uh, I, I got into that just because I had the hardware that could. Taking your tech calls here on Get Connected, the phone number again, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning uh, long distance, we've got a toll-free number for you as well, anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Uh, we've got Al. How you doing, Al? Not bad there, Mike. Uh, my question is that I've just ripped all my CDs, and I've got 400 gigs of music, and I put it up into the clouds on the OneDrive there, yep. and it said I was using too much. Yes. But I, well, I, I would like to back it up onto an external hard drive, and I want to know which is better, the Seagate one or the Western Digital one? Yeah, some uh, great questions. Uh, what um, what platform are you on? Are you Android a P- or a PC? Yeah, uh, but smartphone platform, iPhone. No, I, no, none of that. I don't. I don't use a cell phone. Okay, I just use my computer. And I have another quick question to ask you. Yep. you might be able to do it offline. Um, anyways, that's what I want to know. Which drive is better? Okay, uh, Seagate or Western Digital. It actually depends on the drive because they both make good drives. Yes. Um, for something like this where you're backing up 400 gigs of music, don't get yourself a portable hard drive, right? Get one that actually has a slightly larger case that has its own independent power supply and make sure that that power supply is on a clean power power bar. Reason for being, uh, the smaller drives can, they're in these smaller cases, they'll overheat. The larger drives have fans built into them that will cool them off and keep them so going. So you get longer life and more reliability. Yeah. I would still say, though, that your backup offline, whether it's OneDrive, whether it's Amazon Deep Storage, uh, whether it's um, you know Dropbox, have a backup offsite as well. Because any backup, two is one, one is none. So your, your backup, literally, if that drive goes, it's, it's going to go. My personal recommendation, get a Drobo. A Drobo. A Drobo. So yep. this is basically, it's, it's a hard drive robot. And essentially what it does is it uses multiple hard drives to back up across four or five drives. So if one of those drives fails, you're going to still be able to use your music and you can replace the other drive very quickly. They're a little bit more expensive. We use those at work yeah. for storing all our video files. And, if, and it, it's great because for disaster recovery, if that one drive goes, you've still got three more there. I'd still say you need offsite storage because if you have a flood, you have a fire, uh, it gets stolen all of your stuff's gone. So two is one, one Four, is done. 400 gigs of music. Make sure you're off-site. I'm sure all of that is completely paid for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
iTunes Match. iTunes Match. Um, the interesting thing about iTunes Match is that you get a limit of 100,000 tracks. So 400 gigs of music. I'm not sure the math on that. That yeah. may or may not fit. What's it, it, what's the um, the quality on on those tracks? Uh, it is 256 k- kilobit AAC. So okay. it is pretty darn good. Okay. Like it's it's really it's better than 384 MP3. Yeah. So it's good. Um, so just explain to listeners, uh, if you've got a large collection of your own music, uh, iTunes offers a service uh, called iTunes Match. Is it 30 bucks a year? It's about 30 bucks Canadian a year. And up to 100,000 songs. Yes. And you basically subscribe to it, and iTunes does its thing, and basically will store all of those songs in the cloud for you. Yes. And basically, I mean, they will, they will upload it to the cloud. It will do some matching to try to see if there is a better version of that song. Yes. So if you've, if you've ripped a low-quality CD version, they will give you the better version for free. Which is great. And you can stream to up to 10 devices. Yes. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's 25 bucks a year, so it does cost you to access your own music. But again, that may be the offsite storage that you're looking for. You're back. With Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. In a little bit, we'll uh, talk to Christina Stoyanova, not Stoyanova, uh, with her app of the week. We are open line right now, taking some calls, 604-280-9898. Before we get to the calls, uh, I don't know if you saw this story, and it was so funny. I I read it on Mashable, and the headline was, American Hero Deletes Trump's Twitter Account (laughs) for 11 Minutes. 11 Minutes. So, Ten minutes of blessed silence on Twitter. So a rogue employee on his last day at yeah. Twitter deleted yeah. Donald Trump's Twitter account. Yes. I mean, they corrected it within 11 minutes, but... Sad. <laughs> that is the funniest thing that I've ever That is a tremendous heard. employee. Let me tell you, he's the best employee. He has the best deletions. <laughs> like bashable American hero. This, you know this Twitter, this rogue Twitter ex-employee is a, an American hero. Rogue Twitter employee, I salute you. We're taking your calls. We're going to jump here to uh, Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, how are you? Good. What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, actually, I called last week about the uh, iPhone 10. Yes. Um, my friend, actually, he got the uh, Google Pixel 2 XL phone. Yes. But he's saying that he's having problems with the uh, the screen. Like, it's uh, within, like, three days, it burnt in, and he's having, like, a blue tint issue with it. Um, I don't know if... Do you know anything about these issues with the Google phone? I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard some of these issues. So uh, this is actually exclusive to the larger Pixel 2 XL. Um, it's using an OLED uh, OLED screen from LG, and there have been some issues with a small percentage of these phones. Unfortunately, his friend yes. has got one of these. It's, it's always the way, isn't it? So yeah. Somebody we know. Um, and so uh, Google is taking care of people, so he will want to call support, and they will get him in line to get a replacement. I think it's probably about two to three weeks to get a replacement right now. Yeah. So unfortunately, you'll be stuck with the burn-in. This is something that we need to be aware of. OLED screens do have uh, a higher percentage possibility of burn-in over um, LED screens. Uh-huh. And so you're going to see some models that do this. Um, if you've got your screen brightness all the way up all the time on a static screen, you will see, will see some ghosting. So this is permanently. Um, well, I mean, in some cases, yes. So if you leave it long enough, it's going to burn in and you're going to have a long time to get rid of it. Yeah. But uh, most smartphones, they dim the screen yes. after 10 seconds. And or we're, 30 we're seconds. using different apps and, and lots of different interfaces. Yeah. So it really, we shouldn't see this issue. Um, I mean, the next generation of technology is called micro LED and should hopefully address this. But there's also been a lot of progress made in OLED uh, that should see this resolved as well. So it's, it's a now thing, not a future thing. Taking your calls here on Get Connected. We have uh, Mike. Is it Mike on the line? Hi. Hi. What can I we... had a question. Um, I had a Mac computer. Yes. That uh, my hard drive crashed. Oh. All my photos were stored on my Apple iPad Pro. 
and I'm having a hard time transferring back my iPad, my photos back onto my Mac because every time I want to use iTunes, it wants to erase everything. I want to know if you have any suggestions of how to do that. Yeah, this one's actually really easy. Um, pay for an iCloud subscription, uh, upload your originals to iCloud, and then download them onto your Mac computer um, once it's been repaired. That one's super simple. Just have... Most people have an iCloud subscription then. Yeah, and I mean, depending on how many photos you have, like 50 gigabytes is 99 cents. Uh, 200 gigabytes is four bucks. I've a got month. the two terabyte, which I think is 9.99. Yes. If you've got two terabytes of photos, nice nice work, first Well, of all. I don't think his iPad Pro can That's <laughs> carry, true, yeah. carry that so, much. I mean, so. um, basically, yeah, just basically pay for that subscription. Upload them to the cloud. Yeah. And upload originals to the cloud uh, using iCloud. And that's a setting library. in the general settings. Yes, under photos. Under um, photos. And just wait for it to do that and then download it and you're good to go. And the nice thing is your photos will also, again, be backed up in the cloud, just like the music we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's the nice thing about cloud services now. Yes. I would say with your iCloud account, um, and I'd say this for anyone using a cloud service, if you have two-factor authentication that you can turn on, please turn that on, right? It gives you that extra layer of security just in case your password's ever stolen. Going to uh, jump here to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Hi. how are you? Good. What can we do for you? Um, Well, not this last update on uh, Apple, um, the update before. Um, I have an iPhone 7 Plus. My husband has a 6S Plus. Um, when we did the, the last update, two the updates before, uh, the screen every almost every day seems to pause. You can't open it. Someone's calling, you're swiping, you can't open it. It's like the phone is frozen. And then on the top, when you connect to Wi-Fi, you get this like bar, white bar that comes down. Has anybody ever reported this or or any way to fix this? Yeah, it's, uh, it's happened to me yeah. a few times. I was going to say, there are two handsome men in this room that this has happened to. Yes. Um, both of us actually had this issue. It was actually driving me nuts because you'd open the phone, you'd lock it, you'd go to check it again because I do have that phone addiction issue. Yeah. And I would sit there waiting for 30, 45 seconds, sometimes have to shut the phone down. Um, 11.1 has fixed that for me. How about for you? Uh, yeah, I've updated, I, I, I think just a few days ago, actually, and yeah. I haven't had that issue yet. Yes. But you never know. <laughs> I, re- I was complaining uh, to a friend, my first friend, well, our friend Tristan Jutra, about this over dinner, and he just laughed at me. He said, "This is why you never upgrade until they have the point one. and he's always, always right about that. Working the kinks out. <laughs> when we come back from the break, it's app of the week time with Christina. Stay tuned. Come and move that in my direction. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing. Yeah, turn every situation into heaven. Yeah. Oh, you are. Well, it's that uh, time with our favorite Bulgarian app expert, Christina Stoyanova, is in studio. Okay, I gotta tell you, Mike, this joke is old now. <laughs> well, uh, yes, the, that was the song Despacito, uh, the Justin Bieber version. Uh, back a few weeks ago, if you asked Siri what uh, the Bulgarian national anthem was, uh, she would reply, Despacito. There's actually a move in Bulgaria to get it changed now. They totally. Sh- what's the what is the official anthem? Okay, are we really going yeah, here? The, yeah. What is it? Mila Rodino. I would go with Despacito, <laughs> hands down. <laughs> I'll, I'll let the authorities know in Bulgaria. <laughs> cool. Okay. What what's the app this week? Um, I don't even know how to how to pull it out of the fire from this mic. No, that's what I do. That's what I do. Um, this week's app of the week is an iOS app to help you. Uh, with your grammar, because you need this especially, Mike. Me? Yes, you. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Grammarly. Uh, 
it has released an iOS keyboard actually that will actually scan anything that you type on your iOS device and actually? make sure that it is <laughs> grammatically correct for some of us who cannot text to save our lives. So for all of us trekkies, we'll get to go boldly instead of boldly go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Am I that bad? Yes. Your and your. I don't think you understand okay, the difference I've between the two. This, I do. We've had this conversation. I'm texting, for God's sakes. Yes, I, and I'm I expect like with one thumb. Okay, if I can like get rid of just one of the little things there, it just it saves my thumb. I, I just and want I've you to know that you. I'm judging you every time. And you, you know what? Give when I, when me I said wrong this, your. she was bringing it up. I said, I know, I know, and that's why I do it. But, but, no, but you spelled it I space N O. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what. I have to say that grammatical errors and abbreviations on text are just a sign of laziness to me. Personally, I write texting. I I write with full punctuation, including the semicolon. I feel like the semicolon is underused in texting. It is underused. You guys are are weird. (laughs) We're bringing it back. Okay, no, texting. Like, you're trying to get it out fast. No, you have to be grammatically correct. You're typically typing with one one thumb. The civilized texter uses full grammar and semicolons. Thank you, Graham. I'm not going to download that. You, you should. You need no. it more than anyone. No. Uh, <laughs> let's switch gears here. Are you going to get an iPhone 10? Uh, yes, eventually. Eventually. Yes. What do you think of the price? You know what? It's a little steep, but um, I'm an Apple fangirl, so I'll go there. I'm really looking forward to the time when we have the iPhone upgrade program here. That's because uh, I've got this down in the states, right? You pay an X, X amount per month instead of the massive fee up front. Yes, and you just get the phone, and, and is it one or two years? They just give you the next phone. Yeah, but you're paying for it. Yeah, well, that's, I'm doing the same thing with my house, right? I mean, I'd have to mortgage for the iPhone 10 anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think the iPhone uh, appreciates in value. That's true. Yes, that's true. Well, that's why you give it back, right? It's sort of like a lease, and yeah, no, okay, no. Hey, we've got uh, a great uh, sister show on Sundays called The App Show, and uh, I've got uh, my two great co-hosts here, Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. They join us on that show. It is fantastic. If you have a smartphone, a tablet, smart TV, this is the show that you need to listen to. We talk about really cool apps that you should have on your phone uh, or your TV nowadays, and uh, we also talk about the latest and greatest streaming shows as well. Lots of people have Netflix now. There's also Amazon and Crave TV. So we talk about all the latest uh, movies and programs coming out there. And there are some fantastic shows that are on the streaming services that aren't on regular TV anymore. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery. Will you just let it go, Graham? (laughs) You and and Star Trek. Live long and prosper, man. So are you going to go down and uh, get in the Apple Store lineup? Yeah, I guess I am. Yes. (sighs) We'll see. On that note, uh, I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together. Graham, Christina, and the rest of the folks uh, back at the Get Connected office. I'm Mike Agarbo signing off. We'll see you again tomorrow on the App Show.